Hi, welcome to the Berry Nation podcast, where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April. And I'm Jason. Today, we have the fabulous Miss Mabel joining us. Ah! Hi, Fred. Hey, how are you guys? Oh, fabulous. We are so excited to talk to you. Me too, me too. Mm-hmm. So this summer, if you're listening or if you're watching, uh, we are focusing on how we can remain steadily aligned to our goals this summer. Consistency is right how that happens, but we what we really want to learn from you today, Mabel, is why change is so hard. Mm-hmm. Why is it so difficult when we like try to implement these new things into our life? And we know you are an expert in this field, so we are very, you know. <laughs> I'm ready. Very, I know. And I, and I absolutely, you guys, I, we, Jason, and I did not know this. Mabel has like some amazing visuals and graphics that she's going to share with us. So I highly encourage that if you are listening to this podcast, maybe pause and think about going and watching it on our YouTube channel, because she's going to have a lot of stuff going on in the background. So a lot of stuff, <laughs> a lot of stuff. So Jason, and I will make sure that we're kind of describing what Mabel has like in her background, if you are listening, but yeah, it, I would definitely check this out on YouTube. Hi friends, it's April. We are so excited to officially announce that ProCare Health is the official vitamin of Berry Nation. We were introduced to ProCare Health at the first Bariatric Society retreat in San Diego, and we have all fallen in love with our product and with the people behind the company. Jason, Natalie, and I have all made the switch to ProCare Health daily bariatric multivitamins, and we are seeing huge results. We invite you to check out ProCare Health by visiting them online at www.procarenow.com and use the code BERRYNATION for 10% off your order. And you guys, this even applies to vitamin subscription services. So if you want your vitamins delivered every month or every 90 days, that 10% off is going to apply to that subscription. See what I mean about patient forward, patient centered? ProCare is amazing and we are so excited to be partnered with them. Welcome to the Berry Nation family, ProCare Health. <laughs> Just go <gonna> say. <laughs> oh, first of all, don't judge me. I might have spelled one or two things wrong, so don't judge me. <laughs> don't judge me here. Judge me free zone. Okay. <laughs> no, no. If you know me, you know that I am like dyslexic and I misspell everything. So it is all good, my friend. Okay. All right. So before we dive in, Mabel, will you just introduce yourself to people who maybe have never met you before? Yes. So my name is Mabel Joseph and I am a certified mindset coach. And I coach women on working on their mindset when it comes to food. I love everything mindset. It's so important. I believe it's like the core of this whole journey. Like, yes, we had the surgery, but it's the mindset. And the fact that I didn't get that that resource when I first got the surgery, um, it just made me really dive into learning about my mindset. And I just fell in love. So it's like my jam. I just don't shut up about it. So. <laughs> And that's a good thing. We know what no one in the community is sad about that. No, no. <laughs> not a single person. I'll be the geek for the community. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I, well, I mean, the three of us, we've talked, you know, often about this and it is just so surprising how, you know, when you, after you, after you get the surgery, you leave the hospital, right. You're given this binder and it says like, eat this, you know, this spacing, but really, it, that's like 10% of, of our success. The 90% comes from 
come from mindset and mm-hmm. you, and you just don't know it until you're in it. And then thank God, like if you have somebody to kind of bounce what you're thinking off of, that's how you can kind of start to understand, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe this is not such a helpful, like way to be thinking about these things. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many times Jason and I, and Natalie have like shook in each other digitally because of something that we've said to ourselves. And it's like, no, right. no, no. Yeah. It's, it's really about becoming curious of what you're thinking and like questioning it, like, do I really want to think this anymore? I think so, like we believe like what we think sometimes has to be it. And we don't challenge our thinking because it's it's hard sometimes, like why even challenge it? But you'll find that a lot of thoughts that we have, they're not even true or they don't have to be true. You could just think something else and they'll just change your whole perspective on your life. Yes. Well, the crazy thing about it is, is like if somebody else was to say the things to us that we say to ourselves, we would question and fight it from somebody else. But from right. ourselves, we just accept it as gospel and keep it moving. Right. Exactly. Yes. Well, and that that really is kind of the work of weight loss surgery, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's becoming conscious and aware of what we're actually thinking like step one, step two. And then it's like, I have to question that. I have to really ask myself, is this true? And that's work. That is a lot of like mental, you know, working out that we're doing on top of all of the other things, right. That we need to do as a bariatric patient. So it's no wonder why the work of weight loss surgery feels so heavy sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we, we given ourselves so much evidence for the thought that we believe, right. Cause if you believe, Oh, I can't do this. You're going to have a line of like a list of reasons why you can't do it. And then you're just going to believe it mm-hmm. as opposed to like, oh, how can I do this? Or I can do this. Then you have a list for that. But it's just doing things over and over again. It just seems normal. So it's just questioning things, even when it feels like it's this is the norm. Like nothing has to be the norm. Like you could just change everything. Yes. Well, it's like the the self, isn't that kind of what that self-fulfilling prophecy is? Right. If I think this about myself, my brain is going to look for evidence that proves that thought correct. Right. Right. right? So if I tell myself I'm never going to figure this out or I just can't lose the weight or I'm never going to be able to break the stall. Right. Your brain is working to basically prove that thought correct. Right. Right. So not because it's evil. It's just that's what you gave it. It's like your brain is like a Google. You put put it in the search bar and it's just going to do whatever you want it to do. Well, that, that's why that statement, you know, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Like, that's the most, that's why that's so powerful. Is whether, right. you know, whether or not you think you can or you can't do something, you're right. right. Because that's, that all goes to the power of thought and how much you put into yourself. Because you can make yourself think anything you want. And, you know, and, and it's going to become true because that's how you're going to start living your life. And so, you know, people always look at it towards the bad way. But all you have to do is reverse that to the good stuff and the good stuff will begin happening to you. It's not just that you have bad luck or that you don't, you know, I can't do this because of this. Like, just try and start doing it and you'll see that those things happen. Right. I think um, if you don't know the science behind what's going on in your brain, you'll think it's like corny stuff. Like, oh, just being your zen, just be positive all the time. But it's, no, it's, you, have to de- you have to decide what you want to think on purpose so that you can create the life that you want on purpose. It's not that you want to be positive all the time. It's like, what do you want? Like, do you want to be happy or not? It's like one of those things. Like, it's not like a, this is not a corny concept. 
This is science. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is going to be amazing. I say, let's just dive in. Let's do okay. this. <laughs> <laughs> so today I have, I mean, there's many points, but I just picked three of like three reasons why change might feel hard for anybody listening to this. And even when weight loss is not your problem anymore, this applies to any goal in your life. So I'm excited. Okay, before we move on, I want everybody to think of something that you're struggling with right now. What are we trying to change? Yes. And then let's, and then apply what Mabel's gonna teach us today to that struggle. So before we go any further, Jason and Mabel, if you wanna do this with us too, like what is something that we're struggling with right now to overcome and we wanna to try to apply these, these changes to? Got it. Are we going to share it? Yes. Okay. I think we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have yours ready to go, Jason? Yeah, mine's just uh, struggling with eating, consistently eating in a way that aligns with my bariatric goals, because I, I tend to fall off at least one meal a day, and I've got to, I got to cut all that out. I got to get back to aligned with the way I want, because I got to get rid of this extra weight that I've put on. Mm. Yep, I am with you. I'm, I'm writing all of these down. Uh, mine is definitely late night eating. I'm having a real difficult time with that, you know, late night, emotional, all that kind of stuff. So I need to, I need to change that. That's my struggle. Okay. Mabel, what about you? Right now in my world, it really has nothing to do with weight loss. I have to study for a promotional exam at my job and I'm just like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> my brain is like, no, but in order to evolve, I have to do it. So this lesson definitely applies to me and I apply it to myself and that's how I get through life. <laughs> I love so it doesn't it. stop people. <laughs> nope. Well, and just like what you said, right? Like th this is a tool that we can use in all facets of our life, not right. just along our bariatric journey. So, mm -hmm. okay. Awesome. Okay. So, th so now we've identified right where we're trying to change. We know that these things are hard. We've been struggling with them for, for some time. Okay. Teach us. Okay. <laughs> the first thing I want to talk to you guys about is the most, the motivational triad. And that is basically built inside of us. And this is how we survive. This is how our brain has survived. It survives by seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and being efficient which means using as less energy as possible to get the job done. So when we are trying to change, when we're trying to evolve, when we're trying to like grow, it's going against what is built inside of us to survive our survival mechanism. So before, like in the old times, when we were like hunters and gatherers, this was amazing, right? Because you will stay in your cave, you will try to avoid pain, you will try to like seek pleasure, seek comfort, food, and that will get you to survive as long as possible. Now that we're living in modern society, there's really no survival. Uh, we don't really need to survive. There's so much convenience everywhere. We don't have, have to hunt. Everything is basically, well, for most of us who are blessed, right? If you're probably listening to this on YouTube, we have resources. We don't know, we no longer need to really survive. It's easy. 
now to survive. Now what we're doing is evolving. We're thriving. We're not really surviving anymore. So mm -hmm. as you were thinking about that, it's like, okay, yeah, modern life is built for the most efficient, right? And it's built to avoid all pain. Like in whenever society comes up with a pain point, technology is there to make that pain point go away, right? Like think about like any of like the modern appliances. We're not thatching our roofs anymore. We're not, you know, I'm not making my own clothes. We're not making our own food basically, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is very, yeah, it- It's easy to survive now. Yeah, it's a it good is. thing because I don't even know where to hunt tacos. I don't even know where they're at. <laughs> their natural habitats, like I'm all the way out. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be stuck. Right. So life, <laughs> life is easy now, right? Yeah. And when we have a goal, when we have something that triggers the brain as a threat, which now is not a lion about to attack us, it's mm-hmm. a, a goal. Our brain is like, Arr! It stops, Mm -hmm. right? Because it wants to avoid pain. It wants to seek pleasure. It wants to be efficient. Doing, getting, um, going towards a goal is not efficient for the brain. It kind of slows you down. You have to like, think of how you're gonna do it. You have to change your ways. So So this whole journey is going against what's built in our DNA to survive. Oh, That's why it feels so hard. It's not because Something is like you're a unicorn and something is wrong with you and you're never meant to lose weight or achieve anything is that you are going against the DNA, that, that, the, that built in survival mechanism that every human and animal has. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm thinking about applying it to my late night eating, right? I'm stressed. I'm upset. I'm emotional. Instead of sitting in those feelings and emotions, which I have kind of been doing all day, I get to my end of the day and I'm so tired that I'm just like, oh God, I just need some, I just need some relief, right? I need, I need to seek pleasure, right? I need to avoid some pain. I need to be efficient. I need to go from discomfort to comfort as quickly as I can. Cause a, mm-hmm. Late, mm-hmm, a late night eating episode will do that for me. Right. Your brain is, your brain is at a a threat. It's like threat level. Yeah. Well, and Jason, probably the same thing with you, right? Like, you know, that what you're doing is not maybe aligned to your eating, but you are seeking out, you're, you're trying to get out of whatever is not comfortable. Mine is more, will go more to the convenience level of things. Like, so that's the, the, the efficiency of the brain, I guess. Like I could go through all the steps to make all this stuff, but I also could just grab this because it's quick and easy and I've got to get back to work and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. We have to survive. Right. And so that's where, that's kind of where things get muddled for me. And that's usually, whether or not it's work or otherwise, it's usually just, well, it's quick and easy. Let's just do this and this, you know, and the pleasure part of it all, because it does feel good to eat things that, you know, that are comfortable to me. So I've got, a, I've got some work to do. Right. And the emo, um, motivational triad is for the moment. It's, it's like fast, instant gratification. It's not thinking about long-term, like what's going to happen long-term. It wants you to feel good right now. It wants you to avoid pain right now. It wants you to be efficient right now because in that way you'll survive for the next moment. And then the next moment. And the next moment, the problem with this is this doesn't get you to grow. This keeps you the same. Mm-hmm. You don't evolve. So no. you have to fight against this and know that it's there for the ride. Like it's there, it's part of the journey. 
And every time it comes up, you're like, oh, there goes my brain again, trying to survive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I was thinking like, how, you know, how can we really use this or harness this in the moment, but just taking a step back and saying, oh, the reason that this feels uncomfortable, the reason that, that I am fighting this is because, right. This is not pleasurable. This is not right. Rewarding. This is not efficient, but I'm, you know, I'm fighting against my brain to do something else. Cause the whole goal is that we would, we would find right. Pleasure pain-free enjoyment and efficiency in those new things that we're trying to establish. Right. So you're, so you're just fighting through this triad until you get to the point where that new thing that you want to do replaces the old. Right. Um, and this is from your primal brain. This is your primal brain working. This is not like your, your, your prefrontal cortex, the, the part of your brain, your higher level thinking, that part of your brain is thinking about the future. The problem is it's not as loud as this part. It's not going to be as loud as you surviving, right? So this feels more intense. Mm-hmm. It so does. we have, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist here, but it's just, I'm doing it as simple as I can, but we have like two sides of our brains. It's just the primal brain and then the prefrontal cortex. So the part of your brain that just thinks about the moment, thinks about survival and then that part of your brain who cares about your goals and aspirations and all passion and all those things. And you just have to listen harder to that part of your brain than this part, because we don't need this part anymore. Well, because the prefrontal cortex is going to be the one that actually helps you sift through everything that the primal brain is trying to get you to, to think is what's really going on right now. You're, you use your prefrontal cortex to say, oh, no, see, this is what we're doing. This is how we get out of this. Got to think about what I want most over what I want right now. Mm-hmm. Does this align to my goals? And then you right. keep it moving. You're like, I'm not going to die if I don't have a taco right now. I can have whatever else and I'll still sustain and be right. good. And just be like, okay with it. Consent, like, oh, of course, my brain is doing this right now. Mm-hmm. It's trying to survive. I got to remind it that we're not in survival mode right now. We're trying to thrive. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, it feels like that takes so much time and effort. I guess when I think about it, it's like, oh my God, now I have to stop for three hours and think about this. And it's not true at all. It's It's just a moment. It is. It's like 10 seconds, but you know, still it's like, you know, my resistance to tracking. Oh my God, this is going to take me forever. It literally takes like 30 seconds. It's the triad. You have to spend an hour per part of the triad. Right. (laughs) That's, That's your brain trying to be efficient. Like, do you sure yes. you want to track? You could just eat and just do exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Are you it's sure you really want to think about this? Right. You sure? Like, we, we're trying to conserve energy here. We're trying to do things fast. You're wasting mm-hmm. time. Oh my God. So it's just oh. like playing around with your head, like, like knowing what's going on. So you don't think like you're going crazy or you're not meant yes. to lose weight or yeah. achieve any goal. It's just mm-hmm. built in our survival mechanism. And thank goodness. Sometimes it works, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works. Like we want to avoid pain. If there's a fire in front of us, we don't want to walk towards the fire. Thank God for the emotional, I mean, motivational triad, right? We're not going to walk yeah. in the fire or walk in front of a car or jump from a building. It stops us. Yeah. But it's like maybe 1% of the time now that we need it. Well, and, and like you said, our modern life has 
shifted what we require at a rate faster than what our brains have caught, caught up with. Right. Right. So this makes sense. This, this, yeah. Yeah. When I learned this, I was like, oh, first of all, I was like, wait a minute. Why did, why did I yeah. not know this? Like, why nobody tell me? Like, why are we not talking about this? But it's just, nobody talks about it. So whatever, I guess we just go on our lives without knowing we're talking what's going about on in our brains. Right. Well, and that's the importance of, of these conversations, right? Mm-hmm. I think all of, you know, 99% of what we actually need to find success after bariatric surgery does not come in a binder, right? We, we did not go through mindset courses. We didn't go through, you know, psychological courses, none of that. It just, you know, for whatever reason, it's not a part of it, which is why we're so thankful that we get to have conversations with people like you so that we can understand this and use these tools to right. craft a life that, that we really want for ourselves. Right. I, yes. I mean, I'm just, I could just imagine some people listening to this now and their brain is probably like, like, they're probably like, oh, MG, like, yeah. what just happened? Because they're not thinking about their journey in this way. They're yes. just thinking that something is wrong with them. Like, mm-hmm. why can't I just do this? What, what's going on? It's like, no, it's your brain. It's mm-hmm. not you. Mm-hmm. Now you have to learn how to work with your brain to achieve the life that you want to achieve. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready for two? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let's see what two is. Oh, yes. Evaluating versus um, judging your journey. So important. Okay. I don't know what happens to us. It's like we almost almost forget that this is a transformational journey. That you're going from point A to point B. It's like we want to be at point B immediately. It's, yes. it's crazy. Yes. And I get it. Right. And the reason why we want to get to point B is because we think that we're going to be much happier and life is going to be much greater once, once we get to the goal, instead of like, my life is great now. And I'm just working towards the goal. It's like not being present in, in the moment. That's why people do that. They're not like focusing on the journey. They just want to get to the goal because they think their life is going to get so much better. And guess what? It doesn't get better. Your life is still the same way. You're still going to experience negative emotion. Tragedy is going to happen. Life is going to happen. Life is still life. It's just you're a little different, but <laughs> nothing magical really happens. But you, people are not going to believe that. You, you have to like achieve a goal and realize that your life is not really going to change. Well, that's um, why we, we went so hard about the arrival fallacy early on is because so many people were like, oh, when I get to my goal weight, everything's just going to be great. And it's like, no, actually, the, when you get to your goal weight, you just go, now what? And you have to think about that. Like, I made it to my goal weight. Now I just have the, ne- the next 50 years of my life to just stay here. Like it's <laughs> Like you, you, you have to continuously come up with goals and things to stay motivated. Right. But at the same time, like, yeah, it, like you said, it's, it's a journey. Like there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs and life is still going to be life. Like your rent's still going to be due. Mm-hmm. Our payment's still going to be due. You still got to get gas. Now, still have to manage easier. your brain, your emotions. Right. Yeah. You're like, is it going to be easier to do all of those things now? Because you're not whatever your highest weight was. Absolutely. It's going to be way easier. You're going to have a, a much better time doing a lot of different things. But life is still going to be life. Yes. 
again, let's, we're, we're still going to achieve our goals, but we're, we're, what I'm trying to say is don't focus on the end goal. Be just become that person, like enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. But I went a little off track. Sorry. So what I meant with this was um, instead of judging yourself for not being where you're at, evaluate what is going on. What do you need to work on to get to your goal? Because when you're judging yourself for not having the goal, which makes no sense, right? Mm-hmm. You're, it's, it's blocking you from accessing like your wisdom because it's, it's like a heavy journey. Do, okay. I think this just clicked for me. It was like three, four weeks ago. We were doing, we are, we're doing summer study. And one of the things I wanted to, to really focus on was like journaling and making sure I was taking my, you know, vitamins, you know, there was all these things I wanted to do. And for whatever reason this day, I looked at my tracker and I, I had not accomplished, you know, half of what I wanted to. And it was like six o'clock at night. And my brain was like, April, you dummy, you should have, you know, X, Y, Z. Why are you doing this? Like, oh my God, you're never going to get this together. And for whatever reason, something in the back of my brain went, Hey, you have all day to get this done. It's six o'clock now. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And I was like, oh my God, I can journal tonight. I can take my vitamins right now. I can go get in my workout clothes and go ride the Peloton at seven o'clock at night. I mean, it was just like, but right. I I was judging my journey. I was judging those decisions. And what I really needed to do was take a step back and look at the bigger picture and go, there's nothing in this world that says that vitamins have to happen at nine, 12 and three. There's nothing in this world that says journaling only happens in the morning. Right. So I went from really judging to evaluating the situation so that I could make changes along the way. Right. That course, correct. The pivot, the, okay. So that's really what this is about. Mm-hmm. And okay. like a lot that comes up when I'm working on mindset is being consistent. And instead of judging your inconsistency, it's evaluating it. Like what is going on that you're not being consistent? Do you need to change the plan? Do you even have a plan? Some people don't even have a plan. Of course, you're not consistent. There's nothing to be consistent about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have a plan? Do you need to adjust some things? Do you need to work on a certain skill set? It's just evaluating your journey. Like, oh, this is my project. This is a project. I'm working on myself. I don't need to judge myself for the things that, that I'm lacking. This is, this is why I decided to take on this journey to evolve. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes no sense to like judge yourself for not being where you need to be. It's exhausting too, like yeah. how lame. <laughs> well, and a lot of people you'll find like they, they get upset that they don't reach a certain goal they set for themselves in a certain amount of time. And you have to realize like, it's not just specifically you and what you eat or how you exercise or all those things your body has to reset, recalculate, reevaluate itself after you've lost a, a tremendous amount of weight. So they'll judge themselves for stalls or a little bit of regain or this or that. And it's like, you don't have to just throw your complete plan away because those things happen. Like you also are battling against your body that needs the time to reset before it can start losing again because it just has to catch up. Right. We have like this fake timeline of like when we're supposed to get to this goal. 
the, the fact is that we don't know. I don't know when you're going to get there. I don't even know when I'm going to get, like, we don't know. And the truth is it doesn't matter. What matters is that every day you're living aligns to the way that you want to live. Like staying focused on how you want to live every single day in that present moment. And then when you turn around, those compound actions will lead to bigger results, right? Like focus on your present moment. Focus on becoming the person that you're trying to become. Yeah, because the finish line is the end of your life. Like you have the rest of your life to get to your goal. Like that's that's when it's over. Like yes. that's that's the finish line. So There's don't think no it's got to be tomorrow. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be by next week. Doesn't have to be by your one or two year. It just it's when you get there and you've got forever to do it. So right. And that's what I was talking about earlier that I went on a side uh, conversation about is the reason why people are so focused on the end is because they think their life is going to get so much better. Well, they'd be done. Of, like focusing I don't on. Have be, I don't have to be very patient anymore. I'm done. I hit my goal. <laughs> focusing on the present moment and making every day the life that they want to live. Mm-hmm. The the arrival fallacy that theory or that concept encourages us to to find joy along the way, right? And to make our goals more about a feeling versus an an end goal because. A feeling is something we can work towards every day. A feeling is something we can achieve every day. Whereas like checking a box off, like, oh, I got that promotion. Oh, I bought the house. Oh, I, I did this. I did that. You get there and then you realize, oh, this isn't actually what was bringing me happiness and contentment, right? Like that's really what everybody's after. Joy, happiness, contentment. They want those feelings. And those reaching those checkbox milestones are not really going to do it because, you know, even at a low weight, there's still going to be things that happen in your life related to your size or shape that you are not happy about. There's still going to be outfits that you try on and you hate the way they look. There's going to be days where you think that you're a size 14 and you go and you're a size 16 or 18. You're still not going to like every aspect of your body, right? Like Mm -hmm. these things are still going to exist even when you lose weight. And in fact, now there's like some other things that you could even be not happy about loose skin, hair loss, right? Like the list goes on and on. So I think that's why, you know, when people kind of get to that lower weight, this frustration bubbles up again, because you think that this was, this was the one thing that was holding you back from like having that life. And then you get there and you're like, well, shit, I'm still, I, I still can't find that piece, that inner piece that I've been looking for. And it's again, right. It's because we, we put all of our eggs in that basket and that basket did not deliver. Right. And this is why it's so important to know that feelings come from your thinking. It does not come from external things. It does not come from a checklist. It does not come from the goal. It comes from your thinking about the goal. It comes up, it, it comes from your thinking in general about life. That is where all your emotions come from. So you can have peace right now. You don't have to have peace when you get to your goal. You can have peace at your current weight right now and throughout your goal because it's your thinking that creates your feelings. Mm -hmm. It's not your circumstances. It's not people, traffic, the weather situations. It's your thinking. That's why working on your mindset, working on your thoughts, challenging your thoughts is so important mm-hmm. yeah and, and and it's not and we kind of touched on this earlier too it isn't 
we're not saying like, just think happy thoughts all the time. It's like, no, but we need to focus on what we have, what we have achieved, where we want to go. And even if we're not there, we can say kinder things to ourselves. Like, instead of saying like, I'm such an idiot, I haven't figured this out yet. Right. We can just say, I I'm working, I'm working to understand this. That's a very different thought that brings different feelings and different emotions than a different experience too. Yeah. Like both of them are optional. Which one do you want? Yeah. I'm always going to pick the one that's going to make me feel good. (laughs) Yes. Right. But that's a skill. That is a learned skill because you have to choose that because what's been going on up here has been so negative and so Mm -hmm. detrimental for so long that again, right back to that motivational triad, even though, right. It's not actually pleasurable. It kind of is because that's the same old thought. And I don't need to spend any, it's comfort. comfort. I'm not expending any more energy to come up with a different thought because that one's already here. Yes. Yes. April. That is exactly what it is. Your brain, in order for your brain to think something different, it takes up energy. Now you have to challenge what, what you thought for so long. It's like, if somebody said to you, no, the sky is actually orange. And you're like, what? Yeah. Right. Your brain is like, it, it's, it's challenging, even though we kind of know the sky is an orange, but you know, like your brain has to stop and really think like it doesn't want to do that. No, no. Oh my gosh. It's okay. like foreign. Like, what are you talking about? Yes. Holy Jesus. And you okay. know, another, another thing is that we, and it comes up so much. We think that we need to talk to ourselves a certain way to get to the goal. Like we have to be like hardcore and like, you got to do this now It's now or never. You got to do this or you're stupid. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you could be a very peaceful at ease cheerleader to yourself and get to your goal. You do not have to like talk to yourself like crap. Well, you have to think about that too. How would you want, if if you went and hired a personal trainer, how would you want that personal trainer to handle you? Or if you've had a boss in the the past that's handled you a certain kind of way that made you feel a certain, like don't do that to yourself because you know you don't respond to that kind of, that, you know, to that that kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. So thinking that you can just talk to yourself any kind of way isn't like you have to talk to yourself the way that's going to benefit you the most that you're going to listen to and yeah we're working on just trying to push out the negative stuff and talking to yourself in such a way of trying to figure out exactly why it is you're doing what you're doing instead of just being like what's stupid or i'm dumb or i'm never going to get this or i'm a failure like you can't it, it can't just be that there's a reason why so the root cause of what is causing you to do the things you're doing is what's going to allow you to help unbox all that, which I know we've boxed it up nice and neat and put a bunch of layers of tape on it so nobody could ever open it again. However, if we're going to get through this journey in the most positive way possible, we've got to start unboxing some of that stuff and figuring out what 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 caused it in the first place so that you can get rid of it and you know throw it out so it's not just sitting there collecting dust. Yes, yeah, so and some of those things are yucky. It's just it's just bringing up things from your past the way people used to talk to you, how you used to live your life. There's just so many things, but it's also beautiful to just unpack that and give yourself the gift of healing. Instead of like living your life with all this burden of unsolved trauma, like heal yourself, free yourself, people. <laughs> yep. 
Well, I, I saved a graphic the other day. I saved it months ago and I found it again when I was looking through Instagram, but it was basically, it's this person and they're carrying a bunch of boxes and it looks really heavy. And it was basically like, if you don't talk about it, it gets heavier. You know, it was just like, this is the weight that you're carrying around. This is your emotional weight that you're carrying around and that gets heavy. And the only way that you get through that is talking about it. Yes. Yeah, people think it people think it hurts to talk about it, but it and it does, but it hurts worse to not talk about it, to just sit yeah. with it inside of you with that burning pain of knowing that it's in there. Like you, you gotta open the door and let it out because it, you don't want it to sit there and just burn until it erodes. Think of it in the way of like heartburn. You don't want it to just keep eroding your insides until you've got nothing left but negativity. Like that's mm-hmm. just not. That's not the, it's not the way you're going to get through this journey. Like we, we took this second chance to, to have a better life. Like we need to live that better life to its fullest. And we need to honor the gift we've been given of that second chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of us think, I'm sorry, April. <laughs> I, oh, oh, you were just agree. Sorry. Oh, some of us think that we're hiding it well, but we're not right. For many of us, it was revealed in our way. And how we, how much we ate, how much we were suppressing. For some of us, the way we behave, the way we are reactive in the world, it shows. We're not fooling anybody. It's just people become accustomed to who you become, and it's just oh, she's just angry all the time, or he's he's always just like crazy like that. And it's like no, it's not normal. Heal yourself. Yes. Free yourself. You know, and, and we're always, we're always talking about how if we really, truly want this different life after bariatric surgery, we have to do things differently. Mm-hmm. And if you talking about your emotions, or if you have never done this, this, this mindset work before, if you've never spoken to one person about something that you've been keeping in for a long time, you don't know that it won't work because you've never tried it. Mm-hmm. And all we can encourage you to do is try it one time and just see, right. You're never going to know what it's like if you just try it and, you know, being on the fence about, Oh, I don't know if I should do it. Just do it. Just try it. Because if that is something you might be shocked at the result of just trying something that you have never tried before, it right. gets but easier. It, I mean, and it doesn't have to be necessarily the person, whoever it is that you feel like you need to talk to, like you can talk to, Find somebody that you trust that it doesn't have to be a professional, uh, but yeah, just find somebody that you trust that is in your corner that you can talk to about it. And even not talk, even if you can't resolve it with the person who is initially causing the conflict or the thing or whatever it may be, talking about it will help ease the burden. You can talk to yourself. I mean, that's the crazy thing, but I've really been doing a lot this summer. I'm just taking quiet moments to be still. And when these thoughts come up, when I question myself, I'm actually just taking a hot minute to answer that question myself. Mm -hmm. So conversation doesn't necessarily have to be with another person. I think that's extremely valuable. But if you're even worried about that, start with yourself, write a blog post, quote unquote, type something out on your computer, write something out and then delete it, burn it, like shred it, make it go away. But just Moving it from here to there is talking, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my goodness. Mabel, I know there's one more reason that change yes. is hard that you want to share with us. The third reason change is hard is 
you're focusing only on what you need to do versus how you need to think to take the action, to do the things that you need to do. The reason why this is important is because if you just focus on the action and not focus on the thinking to get you to the action, you might be doing things in a way that doesn't help you be consistent. If you're talking to yourself like pretty much like shit to take an action, that is not going to help you become consistent at it. You will get exhausted after a while. And this is the formula that I teach. And listen, this changed my life when I learned this. Your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings fuel your actions. Okay? Which means that whatever action you want to take, it always stems back to your thinking. Your thinking creates your feelings. And any feeling that you have is what takes, it's what helps you do the action. And this, I know it sounds a little weird, but I'm gonna explain why this makes sense. If you have a thought, I hope I go, I make it to the gym, right? The feeling is unsure. Some people, right? Some people, I hear it all the time, they never get to the gym. And it's because they have this thought that, oh, I hope I make it. I hope I make it to the gym, right? And it creates a feeling of unsure, right? And the action that you take is you don't create a solid plan. You're just going with the flow of things, right? So no matter what happens in the world, because you are, are unsure because of the thought that you have that you hope you make it to the gym, you make it to the gym. Sometimes, maybe, depending, right? And that's why your journey looks like that because of the thought that you're having that you're probably not even paying attention to. Because a lot of people believe that this is a good statement. I hope I make it, right? It seems useful. It seems like you're trying to do something, but you're not really doing anything. You're hoping. Hoping is not doing, right? Okay, okay Yoda. <laughs> As opposed to like, if you have a thought today, I'm, I'm going to make it to the gym no matter what, that creates a feeling of committed, right? And from a feeling of committed, the action that you take is you go to the gym, right? You figure out solutions to the obstacle because you have that committed energy inside of you. And the result is you go to the gym. So instead of thinking about just the action, you have to think about what feeling do I need to have to take this action? What feeling do I want to have? Like what feeling do I want driving me to taking this action so I am consistent? What thought do I need to have to create this feeling? Okay. This formula has changed my life. I can see how and why. Yeah, yeah anytime so, you give yourself an, an ounce of room to move, you're going to find oh, yeah. a way to move. Like you're going to be like, oh, well, I hope I, you know, if, if I can make it, if, as long as I get all this stuff done in time, then you're going to drag your feet on the other stuff you got to get like, done. Of course. You don't go. Yeah, yeah. Just, you don't create a sense of urgency. And a sense of, of, like you said, that commitment, you signed a contract with yourself at the beginning of the day. So whether you said you're going to go or you're mm -hmm. maybe going to go, like either way, you're going to make one of those two things happen. So if you sign the contract with yourself first thing when your feet hit the floor that you're going to make it to the gym today, 
do what it takes to align yourself to make sure that's going to happen. And, and that's, that's exactly how the process works. That's pretty much what it is. That This is how you align yourself to take the action that you need to take. Don't focus only on what you need to do. Focus on how, what do you have to think? How do you need to feel to actually take the action? And again, with the motivational triad, this is going to feel like it's a lot of work. Like, mm-hmm. why can't I just go to the gym? Mm-hmm. And like, no, pause. What do you need to feel every single day to get yourself to the gym? We're like vehicles. You have to decide what is going, like what fuel you're going to like put inside of you to actually take the action. Is the fuel that you want is anger? Is uh, what else? Bullying yourself? Like what feeling do you want driving you to head to the gym every day? Some people don't make it to the gym every day because they talk to themselves like shit. Mm-hmm. It might work one or two times, right? You're like, oh, let's go to the gym. But after a while, that gets exhausting. Yeah, it does. So, okay, Mabel, help, so help us use this tool for 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 our, well, for, for the things that we're struggling with, right? So it's like, Jason, so like you want to be more aligned in your eating. So what, what feeling would you need to like really tap into to make that happen for you consistently? I I think to me, myself, I'm going to have to align it to how much better I feel when I eat consistently and when I'm doing the things right, because it's not just a feeling of how I feel throughout the day. It's how I feel when I step on the scale. It's how I feel when I put my clothes on. It's all of the things that I can or can't do, you know, whether I get swelling in my legs, you know, from eating too much salt or whatever it may be. Those things are going to create what I need to be able to continue on that process and do it. We're going to do this real quick. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. When you say align yourself with your eating, give me one action. It's a whole bunch of actions, but just give me one action so I can show you something. Well, it would be like meal prepping would be the action. Okay. Let's be more detailed. Meal prepping how many times? Uh, it would have to be for the week. Okay, meal prep seven times, seven days. Uh, five. Five. All right. What feeling would you need to have to actually take the action of meal prepping five times a week? Uh, the feeling would have to be for myself. I would have to create the urgency that it's that it needs to be done to be able to get off to get back to where I wanted to be all right so you didn't give me a feeling you gave me a whole bunch of sentences this is very important for you to see and also listen to the sentence you gave me I already got exhausted you I need to create the eight um the urgency why Think about that. Like, if you are always trying to meal prep in a sense of urgency, do you really think that's going to be consistent in the long run? That's probably why it's not consistent now. Right. And this is why you need to evaluate that. What feeling, like, you get to choose any feeling you want to take the action of meal prepping. You get to choose. What feeling do you want to feel as you're meal prepping five times a week? I just want to feel better. That's that's the feeling that you're going to get once you create the result. But what feeling do you need to have to actually take the action 
of going to the kitchen and meal prepping. My guess would be feeling how I feel now, which is not feeling good. <laughs> I don't like the way I currently feel. I don't like the way I, I don't like my current situation. So the feeling around my current situation is a negative one. All right. I want you to notice your brain. You're not answering the question. And I think I know why. It's really hard for people who have never been in touch with their feelings. Mm -hmm. yeah. What is that like? What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm supposed to, what feeling do I want? I want to feel right. better. I want to feel like yeah. I don't do it. Right. And you're just telling us stuff. And you're just telling us stuff that really doesn't serve you, by the way, which is good to notice. This is why mindset is so important. So what, what feeling would you recommend? Okay. Like, so for me, the feeling that will get me to meal prep five times a week is I used to think that meal prepping was complicated and hard. So the feeling that I decided to, to do as I'm meal prepping is ease. Like I want to feel at ease as I meal prep. Okay. And that was a little bit challenging for me, especially when I thought that meal prepping was like this whole dramatic thing. But then I had to decide what I wanted to think about meal prepping that got me to feel at ease. And then the action that I did take was meal prepping five times a week because I wanted that feeling of ease. It was easy to be consistent when I was at ease. So if I- Well, and that's, and that's basically what I had said earlier. Like it's easier for me to go off plan if I don't have things prepped and I feel like it's easier just to do the easy, you know, whatever, the, the quick grab something and go. So it does create a feeling of ease and it makes, it, it also creates a feeling of comfort because I know it's going to be easier for me to, to go throughout the week and not and, and to stay on plan that way. Right. But the feeling but I love but I love to meal prep. I love to cook. So meal prepping for me is not hard. It's not uh, like it's it's cool to me. Okay. But it must be. So maybe meal prep isn't your is your if meal prep is easy and you love it, then why are you having such a hard time staying aligned to that eating? Exactly. Because I, I don't want to. You see, this is why we need to sit down with our thoughts. Jason, I wish we had like three hours. I, <laughs> I will take your whole brain and dissect it. Yeah. Because, and this is important for everybody to hear. And Jason, thank you for being so brave. Okay. But this is what we do all the time. We think that we're doing, like, we think that our, our, our line of thinking is okay. And it's really confusion, confusing. Like, Jason, you need to... Go back when we when this recording is up on the air. I want you to hear yourself talk, and you're going to be like, "Wait, what is going on here? My <laughs> thoughts are all over the place." And this is where it starts. Yeah, no, that's I, I agree with that a hundred percent because that's a, that's a big reason as to why I've not been as consistent as I wanted to, and why I've experienced regain is because I've made it way harder than it should be specifically so that I can go off plan and do the things I want to do because it feels better. Right. And it's because of your thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I already heard like urgency. Like it sounds like an emergency. Like I'm already exhausted with you. I don't even want you to meal prep. Like don't even meal prep. <laughs> like it was just exhausting. Right. And it's, it's those things that you need to look out for. Like you being inconsistent in your meal plan is not just happening. But is no. it, the thing is that we don't sit down, like it's not normal to like 
sit down and think about your thoughts and what you're feeling or like, like what you're thinking about meal prep. You don't have time to do that. You have to like do all the other things. But this, this work is so important. Once you figure it out, I promise you, you will be consistent with your meal planning. Wow. Um, Mabel, go ahead. Sorry. We, we need to have you back where you just walk <laughs> us through this. This one yeah. little thing. This right. It was, is yeah, it's huge. Too, it is huge. And it's so hard because I don't know what, I don't know what my feelings are. I'm not a feeling person. You gotta be kidding me. Why would I worry about that? Well, that's, what's crazy is I am a feeling, like, you know, I'm an emotional feeling person. So for me to not be able to put a label on it, I was like, I I, I don't know. (laughs) Well, it's because you know that this is hard work. You know that this is not efficient. So you are, your brain is like, no, bro, no, bro, no. It's way easier to just keep doing what you're doing because if you go down this road, you're going to be working and you do not want to work. Right. It, it might be easier for you to label feelings in different areas of your life. But when it comes to this, it becomes this whole dramatic thing. Yeah, no, that's 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 apparent because I just got my ass handed to me and not know exactly <laughs> what I was doing. So we're like, no, Jason, you did not answer the question. <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh my I feel like this is incomplete. Um, so in order to feel ease, and this is my thought, this is the other thing. Your thoughts are your thoughts and your feelings will be created. It's all different for everybody. So a thought that creates ease for me with meal prepping is, um, this is simple. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard. Yeah. And the power of this, right, Mabel, is that you don't 100% have to believe that thought. You don't need to 100% believe. You just need to say it to yourself until it becomes real. Right. Give yourself evidence so that then you believe it. Like, how can this be simple? How doesn't this have to be hard? And I'm like, oh, maybe I could just like buy chicken already made and I don't have to cook the chicken. Like, that makes it simple, right? It helps you access different parts of like your brain to think of solutions of how it doesn't have to be complicated. I'm just like. <laughs> Look, man, you, you got the, I, I finally had a mind blown moment that y'all got. Yes, Jason, I, I want you to listen to yourself talk. Your brain is confused. And that's why your results are confusing in that part of your life which is okay. It happens to us. I'm confused in other parts of my life. But it's good that we saw where you're confused at. That's where the work begins. This is unbelievably powerful. Yeah. I mean, number three, I I wanted to just say it, but like, this is like, yes, a whole different episode. (laughs) And like, you know, if you, if you listen to this episode and you're like, uh, still confused, it's okay. It took me a while to like be okay with this concept too, because this this goes against a lot of things too. Like you've never thought this way before, but this just makes your life so much easier and it explains everything that's going on. Because yes. no matter what's going on, like you're doing this right now, like you're having thoughts, it's creating feelings and it's creating actions that is going on in your life, whether you are um, aware of it or not. You're creating thoughts that you're creating feelings and that's fueling all your actions. 
everything is happening because of a reason. Everything has a correlation. Nothing is just happening. Well, we're definitely going to be doing another episode on this because this <laughs> is hard. <laughs> yeah. But, but clearly, like, you know, the, the obstacle is the way, right? This is wherever you are stuck is the work that you need or the work that you've been avoiding is the work you need to do. Right. And this is clearly the work I have been avoiding, right? Not even knowing it, but you know, it's not even that it's just like, Oh, I thought I was doing it right. But maybe this is actually the way to do it because what I've been trying has not been working. Mm -hmm. And this is like, this is for like all my people who like, like scientific stuff. It's just plug it in type of like situation. Yes, yes. And this is why change is hard. It feels hard. It doesn't have to be hard. If you have the right resources, if you have the right tools, if you know what's going on in your brain, you go out there, read the books, listen to podcasts, listen to, listen to the, well, listen to the proper people in the community. Cause you know, some people are just a little off there, but like, Get yourself the information you need. It's okay if you don't have it now. It's part of the journey. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know. But now it's not an excuse. Like, learn it. Evolve. Yes. If you want it, it's a choice. Oh my gosh. Mabel, this has been incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Where, where can people find you? Where can they, cause you've, you offer one-on-one coaching, you have group coaching. Yeah. So where can people connect with you? All right. So the main place is Instagram at beyond the sleeve Academy. I do have a six month food reset program where I work on your thinking about food so that you can actually be consistent and get to your goal, follow the meal plan. And, um, just not feel like you need the tool to get to your goal. Like you'll have the agency to like get there. And so I love, I love my program. I love it so much. You don't even know, but there I teach the tools to like get you there. So you feel like, cause some people like, because they have the surgery, they're relying on the surgery so much to get them to their goal, which is okay. But don't you want that inner like agency to like know that no matter what's going on in your life, the summertime, COVID, monkey pox, apparently, I don't know. Like you could, (laughs) you don't, you have the the tools to like stay committed to your goal because it's all about your mindset. Yep. Well, and I know that I will always be a bariatric patient and I've often found myself saying like, I just don't want a bariatric anymore, but it's not that I want, I want my bariatric life to just become my life. It's like, it's like all of the friends that I've met in the bariatric community, right? We used to call it, I used to go, oh, those are my berry friends. And now it's just like, nope, they're just friends. They are my friends. Yes. And, and I want the same for myself and my own understanding of, of my weight and its impact. And I just want it to become my life. I don't want to become my bariatric life. And nope. It just needs to become the way Yes. for me. So, oh my goodness, Mabel, thank you so very much for joining us. We are so excited to have you back to just talk about TFA, TFA. That's, yes. what, that's what it's going to be all about. Yes. We just, we appreciate your time. We appreciate everything that you pour into this community. You are just a, you are just such an outstanding human. And we are so thankful that, that you, thank you join us. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Jason, my friend, you want to take us out? 
Yes, ma'am. Uh, Meg, well, yeah, th like what April said, thank you for being you. You're amazing and always lending us your time. So we just appreciate you and to the community as well. Thank you all for supporting, liking, sharing, and continuing to spread the word about Berry Nation because without you guys, we aren't Berry Nation. So uh, just remember at the end of the day, you've got this, we've got you, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks. Bye-bye.